Uh, Blue, I don't think you need an introduction, but just take control off the lead. This is the first Petty Show since May 22nd. Your first appearance, probably since we did the David Dupop. We did the geoengineering. I think you've been on five times. But for those who don't know, Blue Canaries is at Canaries Blue. That's C-A-N-A-R-I-E-S on Twitter. 26,400 followers. She has been uh, retweeted by the likes of Kim.com and... Uh, you were just on the radio um, on a number of popular uh, radio stations because of the biggest bombshell that you maybe dropped in Blue Canary's history, this um, George P. Bush, Ken Paxton impeachment. So do you want to just give us sort of an intro of the, that thread, maybe, you know, why you got contacted by these radio stations and give us the overview and then we'll just drill down? Yeah, sure. Um, sure. So, um, actually it was kind of a funny story because, um, I got stuck in Costa Rica. I was at a dental appointment and I was stuck in Costa Rica and, um, I had, uh, they added a couple of extra days to my travel down there. And while I was there, there's, it's the rainy season there. So I got kind of stuck for a few extra days in, in the hotel room. And I was just feeling like I needed to go back to, um, go back to the whole thing. I'm listening to the, to, to the trial and, and everybody's missing something. Something has not been brought up during the trial, during any of the days I was listening. And it all has to do with what went on with Nate Paul. Everybody's talking about an affair. They're talking about Nate Paul. But nobody's really mentioning, they're saying he's a bad character, but nobody's saying why. Why are you suspecting these things? And what has he been charged with? Well, he had been, he did not get charged until after the peach in the impeachment in the house. So that's awfully strange. It took four years for them to bring federal charges against him. And, you know, being in the Austin area and reporting on the local stuff for so long, this was one story that was just a mystery to me for a long time because I was here, um, I remember the day that he had the federal raid on his uh, world-class offices in, in Austin, and there were just too many people ignoring this story. So I kept up with it all along, but still, it never made any sense until the impeachment of Ken Paxton. And that's when I was like, whoa, I finally get to learn about <laughs> what Nate Paul's all about. But still... Nobody was talking about these things. They were talking about, you know, countertops in, in Paxton's kitchen. They were talking about an affair, you know, a, a alleged affair that happened. They were talking about all these other things, but they didn't, but the dots were not being connected um, to the main person who um, I thought it should be connected to. Who is. Uh... <laughs> A very interesting character. I never really um, did a deep dive into George Prescott Bush until today to, to prep for this for this call. He he is a he reminds me of a Hunter Biden, but with more powerful parents. Um, you know, like right, you know, got a, his Bachelor of Arts in History at Rice. You know, he's a social studies teacher for a year. 
and his Navy, you know, so anyways, do we want to do a little thing on him? He was the commissioner of the Texas General Land Office from 2015 to 2023. He unsuccessfully campaigned for the Republican Party nomination against Ken Paxton in the 2022 Texas attorney general election. Right. And that's so, where I, I picked just, up. To, just so everyone's straight on George Prescott Bush, his uncle is George W. Bush. His dad is Jeb Bush. He's the eldest son of Jeb Bush. His grandfather is George Herbert Walker Bush, former head of the CIA, president, you know, declared war on Kuwait through calm pal under the bus. And, uh, and then Prescott Bush, he's that that's the, the great, great grandson. And then you look at like Prescott Bush and George Herbert Walker. I mean, it goes back. Yeah, I, I really I was very naive as far as I knew about the Bushes, but I didn't know. I didn't go back to see like, oh, yeah, they've been scions on Wall Street since. You know, the first six or seven generations, I mean, they have they have so much cash. Right. So. What the bombshell that you uh, uh, unleashed, Blue, is basically it, it should be the number one story in in the, in the news. I mean, we saw how long it's taken for the media to even mention the Hunter Biden laptop. So the Bushes have have power, right? It's sure. a dynasty. It's a dynasty. Um, they tried to keep them all in office, or at least keep one member in power at all times. And you know, this is where. When uh, George P. Bush lost the election to uh, Ken Paxton, he just kind of walked away quietly, which I noticed was very odd. Number one, they're usually not quiet when they walk away. And I was just waiting. And sure enough, just, you know, what, four, five months after the election, here comes the impeachment of Ken Paxton. And so... I worked hard in the thread that I did to try to connect the two because they are connected. They are related. And it came out in the election when George P. Bush was um, running for office. It came out in that election that while he was the commissioner at the general land office, he used some of the money from the uh, from the from one of the funds. It was a Permanent State education permanent fund. fund. Yep. Right. He used some of that money to invest in his own private equity company, which he founded. That's called Pennybacker Capital. I mean, we all know Pennybacker is the is the large bridge and that's so famous in Austin. Um, <laughs> um, I know it because it's a famous bridge because there's multiple suicides. Um, that have happened, you know, uh, through the years on Pennybacker Bridge. But so I, I kind of think the name is kind of ironic when I, when I, you know, read that. But just I think. So he invested. How is that even illegal? How is that even legal? I don't even understand. So right. George Prescott Bush founds Pennybacker Capital prior to taking public office. Then while he was in office, uses the state education fund to invest millions of dollars into his private equity firm, and surely he's still buddies with the the people who right. who run it. And then they became one of the two buyers, snatching up all the world class properties that were 
Right. All the foreclosed so, properties where the judge even said, whoa, 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 this is out of, this is out of, out of hand, right? Because they were, right. I mean, it just so, seems like the biggest scandal ever. So let me back up a little bit. So Nate Paul was a uh, was a large real estate owner. Uh, he owned a lot of, you know, he had a, a world class properties. Uh, world class was his company, and they were based out of Austin, Texas. They grew to almost, um, I think he had a billion, almost a billion dollars worth of properties. It was like eight hundred and something million, but you know, with time. So what Nate Paul did was he started at a very young age. He was very smart. He had his first business at the age of like 15. But when he was 19 or 20 and he was, I believe he was attending UT, um, he decided and he saw um, the opportunity to start getting into uh, commercial properties. And he was very very good at it. He was buying up all the dirt cheap properties in Austin that nobody wanted. Uh, he would, you know, like the storage unit facilities, units that would, you know, have, you could, you know, you could go put your stuff in and, and, and you know, put your stuff in storage. He was gobbling up the, the people's that properties that maybe fell behind on rent and they needed to, you know, get ahead. He was buying up these properties, did very well, um, and he did so well that even the Austin reti- uh, retirement, the police retirement, they invested twenty-five million dollars with him in the beginning of when he was start when he was starting off. So, yeah, I mean, so you had you had city um, organizations that were actually well, actually, it's kind of off. But it's you know what I mean, uh, investing in him because he had such a good return rate. He was returning like twenty five, twenty four, almost twenty five percent of of your investment was the return that he was giving them. So he was doing very well, and he had properties. You know, then he branched out, he moved really big. You know, went all over, and became what they you know Texas tycoon. I think is what they ended up labeling him as, and. He got a little bit of press when he met with um, Donald Trump uh, once, and he, uh, <laughs> you know, that kind of, you, you know how that is in Austin. You're meeting with Donald Trump, and this was ahead of, uh, this was way before the 2020, uh, you know, the 2018 election, but he met, uh, he met with um um Donald Trump, had a, you know, a couple of little photo ops with him, and Anyway, he, uh, until that one day in 2019, it was an August day, the FBI shows up at his world-class headquarters. They have a warrant in hand, and they seize all his things, all his, they take over the building, they take over everything, they freeze his assets, and they come in with the warrant, okay? So imagine you're Nate Paul and you're sitting there in Austin and you're having your building raided. What would you want to do? You want to see what the raid is about, right? Right. Well, they didn't. It was a sealed. Um, from what I understand, it was sealed. He couldn't find out. He didn't find that out until after he had to hire, you know, he had an attorney to, to actually look. So the original warrant was signed for drugs and guns. I, I do believe guns was mixed in, but it was drugs. Because what they had seen was he had moved a lot of money from different accounts in the weeks prior. 
Uh, and so they got a warrant and went to his uh, headquarters and seized everything. So he had no choice in the, in the weeks and months to come but to start filing bankruptcy on some of these properties. Okay, well, once he did that, everybody took notice. But still, they didn't find the drugs in the... So he learned that the warrant was changed after the fact. This was a federal warrant, FBI, and the, the warrant was changed after they had com- completed the raid. So now you have a warrant that reads bank documents or something like that to that effect. So that way, they're able to use that to go through his documents to find out what he's been doing. Okay. So at this time in 2019, Austin's a hotspot for commercial property. Lots of people wanted to move here. He's no properties. He owns a lot of it. So this is what happened was many of the companies, um, you know, started asking him to lease his property. You started to see the vultures come in. They see him, you know, struggling, can't do this. He's filing bankruptcy. They still want to hang on to his properties to figure this thing out. Well, he feels like he's a target of a, you know, of a, like, I don't know what else to call it, but a government conspiracy. It's like a corporate coup d'etat almost. Right. They just target him and go, all right, this guy has way too much. If we can somehow trigger or orchestrate a downfall of him and gobble up all of his real estate at a dirt cheap foreclosed price, we're going to make billions. Right. And so, so how the warrant came about, still don't understand all that even to this day, but, or who was behind it. Um, but so they, he uh, ended up trying to go to the, um, to a couple of people in Austin, the DA's office and some other people. And, um, he couldn't get any answers as to what this warrant, this is when he's still trying to figure out what is this going, what's going on and how, you know, what can I do? So the original, and I learned this from Ken Paxton talking in the space the other night, this is one part I didn't know, but he said that he actually got the tip to help him from one of the Travis County VAs. So because they didn't know what to do with it. You know, Travis County DA, you know the problems we've had with Travis County DAs. I mean, they stem way, way beyond, you know, Garza. This was not Garza, but um, I believe there were two that actually reached out. It was Mindy Momper, and I think there was another one. Uh, and I don't know that what what positions they were at, but two people, actually one of them reached out to Ken Patrick's office and said, could you look at this? Can you look and help him? So that, and so once it was referred to them, whenever, you know, uh, Nate Paul would call the office, they said, oh, we've referred it to Ken Paxton's office. So that's how he got it. So this whole impeachment where they said he's helping out a friend. No, he went through the channels. But you know that if you're a conservative or a Republican in Austin, you're not going to have a very good chance of getting even a fair trial. If you just look at Sergeant Perry's case, for that matter, when he oh, had yeah. to 
you know, so, you know, that, so there's a long history of knowing, that, you know, Austin's very liberal. It's, you know, you won't get a fair shake here. So he, so the next step was Ken Paxson's office to help. So in the meantime, what's happening to his properties is everybody's getting word that these properties are going to be foreclosed on and they just inundate the judge's office. Everybody wants to know when this is going to happen. They actually put a moratorium because it was right at the beginning of COVID. They put a moratorium on these foreclosure sales until they could, and this is kind of strange, they put a moratorium on it until they could, you know, uh, get to a right date. This was like in February of 2020 or March of 2020, I believe. So they finally decide that they're going to allow some of these properties to be for sale but they're gonna have restrictions on who can buy them. Ironically, only two companies qualified to purchase them. One was Pennybacker Capital. So Pennybacker Capital is the, the uh, George P. Bush's private equity fund. He was able to, to get some of the properties that Nate Paul's were foreclosed on. So to me, <laughs> That's the story. <laughs> That's the yeah, huge story. That's the huge elephant in the room. I mean, so we had taxpayer dollars were used to fund a private equity company um, that's, you know, founded by George P. Bush. And then they take that money and buy Nate Paul's foreclosed properties. I mean, you, how much... Yeah. Do you want any more? I mean, you want to talk about the, the countertops now after I just said that? Really? You know? <laughs> 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 because this is the big thing that I cannot believe none of the media outlets, none of them during the trial picked up on this and talked about it. And that's why when I pushed, pushed that article or that thread out, I had the media outlets reaching out to meet some of the independent people um, because... I was putting out stuff nobody knew about, or were they trying to keep it from the public? Because I do think that that's the case too. I think this was the weaponization of our government that was used on not just uh, Ken Paxton, but also Nate Paul. And um, now I know Nate Paul, nobody really cared when he got, um, you know, when he got raided by the FBI because he was known in Austin as uh, the Lazona Rosa killer. So you remember the Lazona Rosa was the real popular uh, concert hall in Austin for decades. And he ended up buying that property. And instead of keeping it the Lazona Rosa, um, he, he chose to have the building renovated and make it into more of a multi-use kind of property. So many people... He was not well-liked because, you know, of course, owning a, um, a company and owning a bunch of properties, that just goes against everything that, you know, many of the uh, socialist, you know, Austinites agree with, you know. <laughs> so you have that. And um, that's why it just it never got a lot of attention. I, I couldn't believe, like, in, in, in George P. Bush, the Alamo, Story. I mean, that that whole thing and the amount of money involved with that, where 
He wins the election for state land commissioner. He's overseeing the Texas General Land Office. He decides to take control of the Alamo in 2015, uh, put it under their jurisdiction, ends the state's partnership with the Daughters of the Republic of Texas, who had managed the site for decades, fires them saying they violated their contract, locked them out of the Daughters of the Republic of Texas Library. He locked the Daughters of the Republic of Texas out of their namesake library. So there was, a, there was lawsuits. They sued him, and he, he agreed to pay claims, and they relinquished their claims. However, in the interim, he oversaw a $450 million remodel of the Alamo. I don't know if you've been down to the Alamo recently, but $450 million? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure that was so that they could add um... – a bush to the to the list of the names of people that died there. Um, <laughs> I put up a big headstone or tombstone for one of the bushes because that's what they want. They want Texas, um, and he he's been running um, a very very shady um, deals going on in Austin with with the uh, with the General Land Office, and it's about time and and. I kind of even suspect that it might have been a case where Paxton knew who Pennybacker was, and could he have, I mean, had he not been impeached, was he actually investigating what was going on with that money? Because that's the office that would have been investigating his office, was um, the Attorney General's office. So there's just really the stuff that came out in the election, of course, if he was to mention that. You know, right off the bat, when he got in office, it would look like it was, you know, he was targeting, you know, his op- opponent. But the information that came out was actually a valid concern that he used taxpayer dollars to found his private equity fund. I just connected the dots with that private equity fund and Nate Paul in Austin. And so then you have a whole um, circle of it's, of, real, it's yeah. a brilliant. It, it really is. You you've dropped a lot of bombshells on the Teddy Roosevelt show in the past, Blue. But uh, this is probably the biggest, the biggest one, and it really just shows how, dude. It 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 is up to citizen journalists. There's no way the media would even open up Pandora's box to see, and if they knew, they wouldn't want it to get out. So that's the whole oh. thing. You almost have to create your own uproar where they're forced to talk about it because the chatter is so loud. And well, and this yeah. is just and you just see the the bushes I mean the red flags too once you once you start looking at George P Bush I mean when he got elected um and took over from the preceding commissioner he fired 100 of the employees um San Antonio Express said they he paid almost a million dollars in taxpayer funds to encourage the 100 people that he fired not to fire a lawsuit against him or an agency. So he paid a million dollars in taxpayers' funds because he obviously it wasn't legit why he got rid of them. He kept 40 people on the payroll for five months after firing them, and they, in order, and, and they agreed in writing not to sue. So he, 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 he used our taxpayer dollars, gave him this huge um a uh, package you know uh 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 when they when they got fired so that just shows you how he operates he doesn't want people you know what i mean who aren't totally um in bed with him and know that they they can roll and do these you know half a billion dollar 
Alamo remodel. It's all about real estate. It's all about well, real estate and money. Well, and get this. So if you were, you know, and I know you were, I'll, I'll give you a pass. I know you were in Colorado uh, enjoying up the mountain life, and we were sweating down in Texas. But anyway. Um. <laughs> we, we should mention we got bombarded with baseball-sized hail for the people who weren't here. Oh, yeah. It was one of yes. the terrifying uh that was last night. Yes, yes. Um, but so, okay, so I'm going to take you to the the moments in the trial when they are questioning all these witnesses. Ken Paxton Bugsby was a phenomenal attorney. Mitch Little uh, was phenomenal. He had the best team, and I don't think anybody would argue with me on that. But they were really pounding the question who was paying these um, whistleblowers and who was paying for them, you know, the, you know, and they all had the same attorney, which was kind of ironic, Johnny Sutton. And he has a history of being in Austin too, and ties to the, the Bush family as well. So I started looking. Johnny Sutton, he works for Ashcroft Law Firm, and it's in the building that's he, – he's in the same building as Carl Rove. It's, it's just probably a coincidence that they, you know, are in the same building there together on Congress Avenue. But uh, Ashcroft Law Firm, and it, yes, it, it, it was um, – the Ashcroft is the, the man that was uh, formerly an attorney general – um, and so Johnny Sutton um, was the big question was who's paying him? An attorney doesn't take cases like this and do these things pro bono like, you know, what, we're, what we were hearing. So what did I do? I went to the general land office's pocketbook again. Once again, I went to the checkbook and I found out that the general land office, while George P. Bush was there, began paying Ashcroft Law Firm in February of 2022. And he made a total of, it was like $178,100 in between February of 2022. And, um, and it was, and it just ended a few months ago in 2023. So he, the general land office was actually paying the firm that Johnny Sutton works at. That, um, now, I do not have a description of what those funds were for. Um, I previously had one person respond to me and said that that was for the border. Um, Ashcroft Law Firm was doing something for the border for, for the general land office. So I will give that one um, opposition to what I wrote, but they've provided me no receipts or documents that Ashcroft did anything for the border. So you can just assume that possibly that the general land office was paying for these witnesses that they had in the impeachment trial of General Paxton. And and you can just imagine, just, just so people understand, that general land office manages 13 million acres of state land in Texas, and they're in charge of the auction for the leases to extract oil and natural gas, which, as you can imagine, is a... <laughs> Competitive and lucrative uh, uh, thing. I'm sure there's no uh, backroom deals or handshakes in that. With a with a no. bush, come on. Right, and who? And what I mean, was that's the what people have to realize. Bush, like George Herbert Walker Walker Bush, 
was an East Coast, you know, elite, went to Yale, and he moved to Texas to get in the oil business. And then they fastened yeah. themselves as Texas, like that's how um, W uh, rolled. So George uh, Prescott, he's he, as as the they turn out bushes from Jeb and then Jeb's offspring. They 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 definitely, I think they hit their peak with W. And now, and now it's just they're in the Hunter Biden category of offspring. Well, he just yes. seems like a snake, a scoundrel. And what you were saying is just the the people don't understand the gravity of the situation because it's like they're doing with from anyone who gets close to the target. Alex Jones, oh, you owe us a billion dollars. Trump, you have a lawsuit every month, uh, and we're going to try and get you off the ballot and throw you in jail so you can't be president. Nate Paul, right. if you uh, support Trump in 2015, you know they they raided his uh, his home in in August 2019. I wonder if it was that a move not only to intimidate donors but also to 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 maybe take another three, four, five million bucks off the table that he might have donated to Trump. And right. and then with Paxton supporting Trump, so you can see it's like the Bush uniparty. They're not rhinos. It's it's just uniparty old. American aristocracy, wealthy, privileged elite who basically use the government to enrich their personal, just like Biden is, you know, they they use the government to enrich themselves. And they're doing it in such a blatant way. I mean, I really have to I've always said, hey, their hubris will be their downfall. This is just arrogance and hubris on another level for him to with Pennybacker. And to just so blatantly match up, you know, his private equity thing and, and shoveling tax dollars to make that happen after orchestrating, who knows, on Nate Paul. Like you said, Blue, the the pattern. If you're if you're good at pattern recognition, that's a lot of what learning is, and we're learning that a lot of the stuff that we grew up believing is not real or true. It, it, it seems like it, you, you just sort of crack the code and it fit the pattern and it, it, it just fits a number of different things as far as we're going to bankrupt you, we're going to intimidate you, we're going to impeach you, we're going to silence you, we're going to use every single trick in the book and we have the media that, that's not going to call us out. So it's up to brave, courageous, brilliant citizen journalists like you to crack the case and to try and have other people sort of join the chorus of outrage. That's that's exactly right, because we do not have investigative journalism anymore in, in the mainstream media, unless it is given to them by, you know, probably one of the three-letter agencies. We've, you know, going back a couple Don't of decades. Changed. It used to be, remember the, the Woodward and Bernstein, Watergate, uh, Dustin Hoffman, Robert Redford, everyone wanted to... To, to go into journalism, to crack the case, to be a blue canary, to it was like RFK, you know what I mean? Like to do something silent spring, you know, so there was the environmental aspect, there was political wrongdoing. But that was when journalists, the Walter Cronkite, uh, Robert Murrow, well, that they, they were pre-Watergate. But it was a noble profession. It was a respected profession. And now it's 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 one of the most hated because they are failing to do their job. Well, um, and if you as far as what you, a free press exists for, what what the founding fathers said a free press should exist for. Right, and if you look at what happened 
um, more recently with the Cheryl Atkinson um, and um, Atkinson, how she had, um, you know, she was looking at the information going on with what had happened with the, um, I believe it was the embassy in, in Libya when it was attacked. And she had her phones hacked. She had her husband and child's phones and laptops hacked. And then they were attempting to put child porn on her husband's phone when they she actually caught them um, in the act because she had put up, um, set some devices up on her phone so that they could trace what was going on when she first suspected that they were hacking her phones. So you have that, and, and that's, you can look up her um, her page and, you know, it's, it, they have really, you know, um, not just, I mean, but attacked, they've, you know, gone after, you know, James O'Keefe and his group and raided their homes and took their, you know, laptops and servers when they have, you know, in, when they think that they have a story. And I think that was, um, they thought he had the Ashley, um, Biden diary. So this is what's happening. So it is, you know, look at the January 6th, uh, Enrique Tario wasn't even down and anywhere close to it. And he goes to jail for 15 years. Owen Shore goes to jail for 60 days. He was never even entered the building. Right. And, and you've got what they're trying to do at Nate Paul is trying, I think it was 170 something million dollars. And then for they went through his documents, and I think what he what he's been charged with now is um, you, you know lying on bank documents to get properties. But they're trying. I mean, there's like lifetime sentences is what they're looking at for him. And it's if you read the charges and, and what they are um, suggesting, it's like they're just trying to throw as much against the wall. Or in the beginning, they're like. Well, that's not going to do it. Let's let's say that he overstated his assets now that we've been able to thumb through his record. So it's like what they use the drugs or something maybe in the beginning, then they switch the thing. And the worst is you feel like it is a corrupt banana republic where you don't have any recourse. You're like, I, I, I want to see what are the reasons, what am I being charged with? What was the justification for you being able to obtain a warrant to to raid my place and basically destroy my life. I mean, that's what they did. They destroyed their life. And then the worst is they directly benefit the people orchestrating the scandal behind the scenes seemingly were the ones who stood to benefit financially directly the most from Nate Paul's downfall. Right. And, and using and... our tax dollars to make <laughs> this whole thing happen and to enrich the Bush family. They took money that we Take, they automatically take out of our paychecks. It's not our, our choice. And then they use that. I mean, they, they, there should be trials. There should be impeachment hearings. It right. should be Trump and, and scandal. It's a national. It is a national story, folks, because Texas, California, Florida. That's why you always hear about them. Why? Because California is 40 million. Texas is 30 million. Florida is 28 million. And they're probably close to 30 now. So it's one out of every what, 10 or 11 Americans is a Texan? There's a lot of delegates and there's a lot of, and they, they, they want to prevent, you know, anyone aligned with Trump, like don't even think about running right? because we're going right. to dig up everything. You better be squeaky clean. Even if you are, we'll just make accusations. And that's the whole thing, the drive by accusations. Like 
whatever happened with the David DePoppy, Paul Pelosi thing, remember Biden gave that speech in Philly with a with a red thing, and then he cited Gretchen Whitmer. They tried to, you know, assassinate the governor of Michigan. Nope, they're all not guilty. No apologies. No uh, well, apologies. Also, you we, destroyed we, these people's lives, and you said and we had an F- whatever and, happened. Yeah, we had an yeah. FBI informant that was, you know, um, <laughs> that was embedded with them or a confidential informant or whatever the uh, UDP's um, undisclosed person that, that was – Telling them what to do. So, I mean, you, this is this is what we're we're up against right now, and this is why I felt it was imperative that people know. And even after, yes, we dodged a big bullet here in Texas with, um, you know, if they would have impeached Ken Paxton, I I was really thinking that okay, this is over. This whole thing is over. They win because this isn't we're not up against it. We were not up against the Democrats with with this impeachment thing. This ripped right through the middle of the Republican Party. What we had here in Texas, this was Republican against Republican. And this was ugly. And what you have and this is what I sum it up to, because people start talk about conservative Republican. They talk about all these things. What we have here is we have an aristocracy. We have members. This is, I do not want to even call them rhinos anymore. They're aristocracy. These are people that have been in, want to stay in. And these people, they want, yeah, they're for, um, you know, um, the corporations, but they're for large corporations. They don't care if the corporations take over all the small businesses. That's how they roll is is making themselves larger and larger. And then on the other side of the republic, the, the party that we had um, is freedom. And that's the way I look at it. It's not even, I go beyond saying, um, like a lot of people say America first. I say I'm for the Freedom Party. I'm for what the Constitution stands for. And this is the party that, uh, you know, I have no other choice. But I don't want to call myself a Republican anymore because this is what they've done to me is they've jaded. um, I don't want to be a part of what they what they take, what they do. Um, I'm for the party I of think freedom. It's just, anyone who just if you crack that open, I mean, how how in your conscience would you want to be affiliated with someone with a R when you know there's like this war? And it's the perfect word for it. It's aristocracy. You know, it's the 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 elite, the American, you know, dynasty families that. It is a a naked uh, raw grab for more and more power, and it's it, the hubris involved here with with George P. Bush. It's Hunter Biden um, level of hubris, where you know it's it's just natural. You know, you don't see like Michael Jordan's kids be better better than Michael Jordan. It's very rare that the kid well, went because they had an easier thing. But these kids, they you know they've just been handed everything on a silver platter, and I think they can just get away. They think they can get away with everything because they have up until for most of their lives. Right. And there's another Bush that um, that people need to be aware of in Texas. His name is Neil Bush, and he is um, uh, Neil Bush. Let me he's the son of George H.W. Bush. So um, he is the founder and CEO of George H.W. Bush Foundation for the U.S.-China relations. 
This is comes out of, I think, the H.W. Bush Library. And so they are another group. This is why um, you have Greg Abbott, you know, um, and I do believe this, uh, the, the, the raid on the Chinese consulate in Houston, I believe this all is, in t- you know, in line with what happened there. And that's why Greg Abbott spoke out against Donald Trump when he did that, because there are other um, organizations that we have to, I mean, we have to just remain vigilant in Texas because, you know, on one hand, you've got a baby bush over here running the general land office trying to, you know, take over the Alamo and take over, you know, parts of Austin with, you know, invest money in himself. Um, And then on the other hand, you have another bush over here that's allowing China to come in and hold conferences here and learn about the secrets, uh, you know, of of new startups and and businesses. And also you see a lot of contracts and things going to, to Chinese companies here in Texas. I believe that the Bushes have tried to, I mean, done a pretty good job of selling Texas to China. And so they want to protect their interest. And so you have, this is the same thing like you're talking about, the, the dynasties, the aristocracy that we have going on here. And these kinds of things just have to be exposed in order to, um, in order to move forward. Because if, if, if we don't get rid of them, it, you know, they're, they're just going to continue to run and do things in their best interest and not in the best interest of you and I and everybody else, you know, uh, you know, they'll part divvy up the money at the top and they don't, you know, oh, you know go your own little way, kind of what we're seeing right now with even the situation in Ukraine. They're spending our money. They're not even voting on it. They're taking all of our, you know, um, a lot of our, you know, the federal dollars and and sending it to Ukraine and putting people on payroll, giving them pensions. You know, we're doing all this for Ukrainians, another country. Um, Not even people here in our own country can get these kinds of things from the federal government, um, unless you're a slave to them for years and years. But, you know, so there's a lot, a lot of things going on, but we have to just remain vigilant and we have to keep um, a communication open, which is why I'm so glad you gave me the opportunity to come on um, the Teddy Roosevelt podcast. Oh, my God. And the Austin Texas Times is going to be double duty blue because it's such a bombshell story. And seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm just honored and thankful and very grateful that you broke off the time and 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 took the time to crack this open it's crazy how you got stuck in costa rica and how the lord sometimes makes stuff happen and you're and you and you just go down and you can just see sometimes when you start putting the pieces together and you know you hit something big and i'm I'm just sort of stunned and shocked that even the awful Austin news media, even the Texas Tribune and people, they're not picking up any aspect of this bomb. No. Yes. It, it, it blows me away. Yes. And that that's why we need because independent. Because the Nate Paul story for folks who aren't in Austin, I mean, that was a constant headline for the past. It seems like it's been in the news for, what, five five years, four years? It, for, for a long time, it's been almost when I used to read the actual print paper, but, but even so it's been a constant drumbeat. And then the Paxton impeachment and he's, Oh, coincidentally, one of Trump's top five 
most vocal um, allies and somebody who actually gets stuff done. Right, right. He you is. Know, and, 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 and everyone else they've either put on trial, thrown in jail. That's the whole thing is like, who else does Trump have? If, he, if Paxton would have got impeached, who else has Trump's back in Texas that, you know, Dan Patrick, maybe? Well, I don't know that. I think, well, he didn't speak out until the end of the trial, which was what he should have done as the, you know, presiding judge over the, the Senate. So I. And it's he almost like spoke- he wanted to wait. He did go scorched earth after it was over. But. Right. Right. It was almost but, like he wanted to wait and see how the cards got played. And and I think that um, genuinely he knew what what you know because I've listened to a couple of his interviews and I think he did catch on and knew what was going on. But yes, he did have to remain um, completely impartial because he was the judge over the case and he had to let it play out in the court, which he did. And I actually think that he did a, a good job with this. I I do. I think that. And at the end. The important thing was at the very end, he gave a speech and he talked about um, actually putting, um, you know, an investigation together on Dade Phelan and where the money came from and everything else. And so I That's the crazy thing for people who aren't in Austin is this uh, guy in the Texas legislature, Dave (laughs) Phelan, was visibly intoxicated or under the influence of something um, you know, on the floor of the of the chamber, and people were talking about removing him. And then 24 hours later, they're, they're, Paxton's getting impeached, or they're they're starting the pro- that process. It was in, within the week. Yes, it was very quickly, and it was over Memorial Day weekend when they did the impeachment hearing, which was just unheard of that you would do that on a Saturday. Um, and bring no witnesses, no no information. I mean, it was completely, everybody knew it was a unprecedented. sham deal. Yeah, but, unprecedented. And, and the thing was, was they knew Paxton would not be able to fundraise during this because he wasn't, because, it, you know, the uh, legislature wasn't in session, so he wasn't going to have money. They ordered the, somebody gave the order to the comptroller to stop his pay, so not only he had no he money. Tucker, too, he had some sort of gag order. Like, he wasn't allowed and to speak in public he, and defend himself. Right. And they gag ordered him. So he wasn't even going to be able to tell people. And what? so what has happened in Unbelievable. Is, it's like banding and gagging him virtually. You know, they're banding and gagging him. Here's a tennis ball in your mouth, and we're going to tie it around and, you're, and, you know, just stay in this and, room and, this, and struggle. And this isn't the way we do things here in Texas. So I hope and, um, you know, I had a few people reach out to me when they, you know, they abruptly, they uh, accidentally called, um, you know, to to end the trial, you know, is what they said. But I heard from a few people afterwards, after it was all said and done, that it was possibly the information that was coming out that led to the quick trial because they didn't want this information just just spinning off for another week, another weekend, or whatever. So let me tell you, we have um, tremendous strength when we get together and we do things and to get this information out. I do not have any affiliations with, with Nate Paul. All I've done is follow his case from the very beginning. I am independent completely. I'm not being paid by anybody. Um, and so th- this is we what should it's be. Kind of- 
Well, yes, we, uh, but you know, I'm going to start, I'm going to start a, the donations thing blue because there's a lot of people who want to, um, who, well, who, who want to reward you or provide you with a, uh, financial incentive to keep doing this. Cause it's a grind. And also I can speak from personal experience and you notice I'm like, I, I just get disillusioned with the level of evil and corruption that my naive you know, I'm not naive. Got a bucolic childhood, blue with both my parents. You know, grew up comfortably. I I had no idea there was this level of corruption and depravity. And sometimes I just have to leave civilization and go hang out with the in the woods and just sort of recharge. Yeah. Right. I and I get that because you know me. I take I take a couple of birding trips down to the coast every year because I have to do the same and and I get my recharge. Um, you know, but. It, to me, it's we're at a, you know, I feel like if you look at how um, how oh, the government feels works. like we're moving towards a major 2024 is just going to be buckle your seatbelts. Well, you've got all the people that are in office, that, and it seems like they've stayed in office so long that they've tried to completely skip over uh, our generation, you know, Gen X for any, um, you know, high offices and things like that. So it doesn't look like, you know, and now they're moving on to, to younger candidates. And so it looks like our generation might get skipped as far as um, some of that. But I want to be the one. Um, and I'm going to, I'm so glad you're here because you're the best person I can partner with and um, get Aww. get your independent news thing because I know that you will give me a platform and there's no, um, conflicts of interest there so that um, you'll give me a, a voice where I have not had that at other times. I've, you know, recently I've had a few people, but I know you've always given me a voice um, and I'm very grateful for that. Oh, Blue, that just made the whole drive back um, from Colorado to Texas <laughs> worth it. The whole move. Thank you so much. And the fact that I can breathe again and I I have to warn some people. I see a lot of people, hey, I think we're moving to the front range of Colorado. Dude, if you thought the hailstormers were bad last night, the like the three most expensive ones were in Colorado. A, B, the altitude thing is real. You might want to go up there for a week or two. You're in a constant battle to stay hydrated, and I was very conscious of it. Always had a couple things of water moisturized, but having like just dry nasal passages, it was amazing how much my ears – and just in my nose, and and I I was like I have to drive. I was in San Antonio. I was like, should I go to Austin? No, I have to see how much this is affecting me. I got to go right down to the ocean. Drove down to the ocean, and it was literally like my nostrils were ten times bigger. Like I wasn't able to suck in oxygen, and I'm like, no wonder I'm so lethargic. And now I'm wondering, Colorado's notorious for having the worst mass shootings. I'm wondering, are these people not getting enough oxygen? <laughs> Because I've been well, reading, like, the suicide rate is twice as high if you're 4,000 feet altitude and they controlled for gun ownership and loneliness well, I, and all these other things are, like, it's overwhelming that the altitude messes with you. Well, I told you, Teddy, I, I can't do it. Um, and I found out when I was, I mean, my mom found out when I was a baby um, that I get, I just, I can handle about 48 hours in the high altitudes and then that's it. If you don't bring me down, <laughs> you think it's well, take me a hole because I get sick, I get drunk feeling, and then I just, I get to where I can't, I just don't have enough oxygen. And 
Yes. Last time I went there, I had like an oxygen can. I was such a wimp, but I made it through it because my son wanted to tour the uh, Air Force Academy there. And um, I made it through, I think, three days. Um, I couldn't wait to get back because it really, it affects different people differently. I, I'm i a toes in the sand person. I've just realized that this is, that's where I need to be. So, um, it, and uh, so, uh, you know, there is some Seriously, healing. I feel, I feel like uh, it's, it's, it's not a, because the ladder that you get, they, you know, they come for us, but that's, you know, I've read the Bible a couple times, cover to cover in the last four years, um, in the last 10 years, two times. And two of the big takeaways, Blue, don't be afraid, no fear, and don't be greedy. But the mm-hmm. no fear thing it is, there's a lot of people, COVID was number one. I had a lot of people all, living vicariously through Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, I wish I could say the things you're saying, but I can't. I'm like, if everyone who told me that, spoke up, this would all be a done. This would mm-hmm. all be done. And they're counting mm-hmm. on everyone. Hey, I've got a mortgage. I've got kids. I don't want to rock the boat. If someone, you know, you're at a corporation and the woke stuff is coming into the boardroom, are you going to put your head on the chopping block? And that's why you see like the get woke, go broke because of the fear that people have of speaking out against bad ideas. You end up having what Disney's turned out, like Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, or, or well, just take your yeah. pick of any of their last five or six releases where they're so out of touch and there's a bunch of yes men and there's no one in there who's afraid to say, speak their mind. And that, that well, from a creative thing and a business thing, it's literally the worst is you need a diversity of opinions, the diversity of thought, and to have all unithought. That's the whole thing is, well, is the, it, the one thing we have going for us. Mm-hmm. Is I really think they're incredibly, incredibly dumb. Well, that's the thing is, is that they don't count on people like you and I um, thinking outside the box and wanting and not listening to what they say and trying to find out the truth. And that's honestly why I got on Twitter um, in the first place originally is because people wanted the truth. And people, all you had was one opposing side to everything everybody was saying, and they agreed with everything. And so I got on Twitter because I wanted to be the the person that looks at what they're saying and tries to give the truth to people and find out answers. I took this on as myself because I know people busy. I know people work regular jobs. And my goal is, okay, at the end of the day, I've done this research and I want you to read this and give you another option to um to what the mainstream media is saying. And so people got used to seeing blue canaries on there and giving them, okay, I can come here and I can and I can see this or read this and I know blue will look into this. And because I realize many people have way, you know, um, you know, hands tied. It comes very easy to me, I feel, um, to look things up. And um, it is, <laughs> it is a, um, you know, uh, the Lord has blessed me with skills. It's a to, gift. It's a yes. gift. That's the thing is, um, is the Lord doesn't like when you have the gift and don't, and don't use it. And I feel like right. I, Sniffing out corruption, obviously, the three city council things. I did read through the most recent Austin City Council agenda, and it was the first one that I didn't see anything totally bizarre, like uh, $500,000 on a mural. Well, you, but, saw, you um, saved them, what, $30 million? I think it's 
seven million. Thirty-seven million. And not a single person. You know, they did a huge cover story in the Austin Chronicle on a drag queen who they said is a political powerhouse, but they haven't done a story on a citizen journalist who saved thirty-seven million bucks, which is more than the Statesman Chronicle and all four news stations combined this decade. You think they 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 would at least give a little shout? um, Right, and 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 that's the thing is it. If, if, you know, people can choose to, um, you know, to subscribe or, or I don't know how you're going to um, set this up or to read and, and put ads on, because what we're, what I'm hoping to do with you is I provide receipts. No matter what, if I'm going to say something, I'm going to back it up, I'm going to look into it. And right now, actually, what we're looking into is um, I'm working with a few other people on the, the elections here in Texas. And not the uh, mail-in ballots. I know uh, Ken Paxton mentioned he was going to be looking into the mail-in ballots. I'm looking at the machines because in in Williamson County, where I'm at, the machines, um, we've had many issues. And when they print up that paper trail for you, it prints up a barcode at the top. And I don't know about you, Teddy, but I can't read barcode. So I don't know if my vote is counting for who. It does print out at the bottom, but the barcodes and printout don't have to match. If you've ever worked in any kind of retail store, you know that can happen. You can have errors. And so um, I tried to verify after the 2020 election that the barcode was red and I was voted for the right person. And I was told there's no way to verify. After you pass the ballot, there's no way to verify who you voted for. Um, and then... The papers all reported that Williamson County had the most secure um, elections. There was zero. I think it even said there was zero fraud. And guess what? Now we've learned that the poll books, the poll books, printed out the wrong ballots for some people. And so some people didn't even vote for the people in their uh, precincts. They had the wrong ballot. I mean, just All in of 2020 those... alone, you had Dana Davis right. had Jennifer Fleck arrested and removed. Exactly. Arrested and yes. removed because she was up to nefarious things. Robert, remember Robert um, with Huge Patriot? Yes. I, I, this, and by the way, HugePatriot.com is back up, folks. And, uh, and, and I might have to put the blue story on that. That's going to be more of the COVID national stuff. But we still have the research up on there of all the homeless voters and Robert was a he was we were genius and he found out there were they were registering homeless people and then shipping the absentee ballots there and gee do you think the homeless people came back to make sure that their vote was counted or did they just mark Biden right yeah so there's a lot going on um and so these are some things that I'm working on coming up we'll have to talk about it later I'm just way too wound up and passionate about it right now to even talk because I, I can go on about that for <laughs> ever. Um, but there's oh, there, there there's, talk about that, you know, putting the homeless hotels in certain districts so they can yes. have because they're, of course, the homeless like, well, if you vote Republican, all your stuff's going to get shut off or you're going to have to get a job. But if you vote Democrat, we'll give you free meth pipes and you can stay here yeah. for the rest of your lives. So, and then there's a revolving door. So you could have hypothetically four or five, 600 people because the most of them only, only stay there for two or three days. Yeah, and the best thing is I, I got Dale Garza years ago 
in one of her elections, she passed out. She had a flyer on her um, on her uh, Twitter page for free tacos. You get free breakfast tacos if you come vote. Now, how illegal is that? <laughs> she, she's passing out free tacos. I mean, come on. They probably are really good. I'm just guessing, but still. This That's kind pretty, of thing. you know, election 101. You don't, you're not allowed to give out, vote for me and I'll give you an HEB <laughs> gift card for 25 bucks. That's, that's, right. that's, that's sort of rule number so one. They, so we need people um, to to hold these people in account because, and, and she's still in office. I mean, nothing happened to her even um, but now that we have more people looking into these things, this was years ago, like I said, uh, now that we have more people and more eyes on this, they want places where they can go and um, look for what's going on in Austin. And, and but and, and a lot of the times, if it's happening in Austin, it's going to affect the entire nation or at least Texas, because um, Austin's been a model for the rest of the city, major cities in Austin, and, and including across the country. So we've watched this go on for so long, and it's time that um, we start, you know, uh, holding these people accountable and getting the news out to the right people so that we can um, get some of these things shut down. Well, the Lord keeps dragging me back here for some reason. I don't know. Everyone's here. Elon, Rogan, you, me, we got Alex, uh, you know, a lot of people blowing up. Uh, Jamie Hammonds, I'm going to have uh, with Dash on the podcast tomorrow. Bradswell Thursday, possibly Alex on Friday. And uh, I've reached out to all these people, Blue, and everyone is interested in exactly what you said. We need um, just a Austin news media source rooted in the truth, truth and facts. And we are going to bring the receipts and bring the videos. And people are just dying. You know, the number one newspaper, uh, you know, that has the best prospects is the, uh, well, it's the it's the one that gets mailed out. I forget what it's called, like the Pflugerville, whatever. And they don't even, they just, they just write about like what's going on with road construction and when school oh. starts and community whatever. Community impact. Like this community impact. Yep. They, they, it's a great model. And they, and, and, but they don't really touch anything political um community but, community impact was the one that said that uh williamson county had zero errors in their election <laughs> oh saying. wow <laughs> so well, they do have they like did. one city hall i think they do i i I've, i'm fascinated with their business model i read a huge uh, uh thing about it because the guy was like he was getting the statesman and he's like going through it like there's nothing relevant to, to 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 me in this thing besides the weather and you look at the statesman man like it's literally like daylight savings time countdown, 83 days. It, mm-hmm. it, it's like daylight savings time. Like that's a placeholder. It, it's just, it, it, it's just, they're, they're failing. It's a laziness and a level of productivity. Um, just as far as like Ryan Altulo's maybe had one or two. Tony Polotsky's got handed. What? When Adler went to Cabo, that was just a big one. And then the Uvalde, they sent him the, the video, but it's not like he, broke the stories he just was he got handed the evidence or got the there there used to be some good journalists um years ago at the statesman i remember the last one i think i remember they did they did a whole story on how they were electing the city manager and bringing 
and under the like dark and hiding them out some building and doing the interviews at the airport. And she did actually a phenomenal job, but then she was not there anymore. And now the statesman has a paywall anyway. So I don't even, I don't want to subscribe to it because it's crap. So it's um, awful. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's awful. I mean, the only Kirk Bowles and I would want to read it, like maybe what they had to say about the Longhorns, but there's no way I'm, I'm paying. And then if you look at the statesman's business model, it's, they make it impossible for you to cancel. That's the whole thing. It's like, oh, it's only a dollar for six months. And then you just have people like they cannot cancel the print and they cannot cancel <laughs> the thing and they just keep getting billed. And you look at like the Yelp or Google Maps reviews. It's one star for the statesman with hundreds of reviews. It's not because they have an awful um, news product. It's because their customer service like that's that's a whole scandal. I think I'm going to have to cover that. I, yeah. I have on Twitter, but but there's that, that's the whole thing. And then. They're shooting themselves in the foot by only catering to the extreme fringe. And I think they're in this echo chamber that you can just see by the letters to the editor. They never, ever run a letter that might be critical of the city council or the appearance of the city or the homeless crisis or anything. No, no, no. It's uh, all Republicans want to outlaw drag and take us back to the 18th century or something. And they're all all livid. That's why I'm glad you're having Dash on there. Uh, and uh, Jay, is it Jamie Hammond, the one that uh, does the yeah. the one that um, looks for the homeless and and reports on that because that is really really good news that he gets out about that and nobody's covering that. And it's unbelievable um, that he's mm. he's producing the footage. They could take it. And here's the thing: they have the KXANs of the world or the station the resources and whatever, and to to make that like a series and win a Pulitzer for spotlighting it. And they just, it's weird. Like we were talking about earlier, the switch from the Woodward Bernstein, they wanted to be the hero and uncover corruption. And now it's flipped to where they all want to kiss their ass and curry favor. Like just the way they treated Greg Kassar, like he was a superstar when he was responsible for three of the worst decisions that led to the, immediate, you know, downfall of the safety of the city to funding the police, legalizing homelessness. And, and, and he, you know, the, he never got not, not a single critical word ever uttered mm-hmm. in the media. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Bill Ailsire, <clears throat> Adam Lowy, you had some Democrats on t- Twitter, but not in, not in the Statesman, not in the Chronicle. Well, yeah. And that's what they're doing. Even like um, you're seeing, you know, and then, one of the, you know, originals, I think he's a, um, a fantastic reporter, Seymour Hirsch, when he broke the story about the Nord Stream explosion, um, yep. they just hammered him um, and trying to bury him, wouldn't even publish him on any of the major uh, publications. He's on Substack. I mean, Substack. So this is what we're having to do to get these stories out. Even, even a, you know, world-renowned investigative reporter like Seymour Hirsch, he has to go to Substack. And that's that's what we're seeing. And but, you know, I'm I'm committed it's exciting to because I feel like every day. The, the, that more and more people are, are just like, I cannot pay attention to what the media tells me, you know, with, from covid to homelessness to inflation to whatever. Oh, it's the Inflation Reduction Act. No, it's a multi-billion dollar giant green energy giveaway scam they just enriched Mm. all their like it's a scam and so i really think 
people are seeking the truth and it's the perfect it's we're witnessing in real time the collapse of these stalwart media organizations and the rise of citizen journalists where anyone from a Seymour Hirsch to a Tim Pool to a Ed Dowd could start a Substack and make a living off of it if they stay consistent and publish good good quality work. Right. Right. Well, I'm I'm thrilled to be helping and joining you cuz um I I'm I'm just glad you're back in Austin <laughs> because we I got I've emphasized consistency you. blue. I've been very inconsistent. This was the first uh Teddy Roosevelt show or Austin Texas Times episode since May. Um I had an eventful. You're one of the few people who know that I sort of had to get out out of town and clear my mind and read a couple books and uh hike some mountains, but I am Back in action, Blue, I think we got like 98 days left until January 1st, 97. So I think we can take over the Austin news scene like Attila the Hunt on Adderall within uh, the next three months. That'd be I good. I got a ton of energy. All right. Me too. I'm in. Count me right, in. Awesome. Thank, thanks for hey, having you, me, you Teddy. Give a, you, got, you got your uh, Blue, the pleasure's all ours. You just broke the record now, Brad, has to come on um, in, in order to catch up with you. So, yeah. I, I'm just, I, yeah, I, I'm grateful that you gave me the opportunity. And so if anybody, um, I'm on um, X now. It's formerly known as Twitter, and I'm at Canaries Blue. And I will soon be joining and doing many of my stories with um, with Teddy on what, which, I know you have two of them, but which one am I going <laughs> to? Well, this this story, first of all, this story that you need to read the thread, it's pinned to the top of, of your Twitter. I'm right. not saying X. It just sounds weird. And to it throw does. I know. Thing in a sentence. So Twitter, just for the, everyone knows what we're talking about, right? You, you, and mm. it still goes to the same thing. So that thread um, with all the receipts, so like you said, is probably about 15 um, threads long. So I will be embedding um, some of that, but you're really going to have to go to Blue's uh Twitter and subscribe along with the 26,400 other people. Um, <laughs> and you've been kicked off. Your followers have been dropped, suspended. It's amazing that you've been resilient um, enough to keep keep building it. Um, yes. There's some weird stuff on there. Uh, with it's the, a the struggle. Right now. <laughs> it's a struggle. And, yeah, I'm I'm not um, – I did have a blue check. I gave it up because I, I'm, I'm not going to – I know it's not going to be a monetized thing there. And, and actually – I really prefer not to be monetized by Twitter because I don't want to be just throwing stuff out there and and for impressions and people questioning my work. Am I doing this for um, an impression so I get another nickel from Elon? Um, no, oh, I'm not here to mention that nefarious scumbag who stole your thread at AMUSE, oh. A-M-U-S-E, stole your thread and passed it off as his own, a little, his own original research, and he has 250000 <laughs> And, I mean, that yeah. was a blatant. Uh, that really roused me up. That really yeah. roused me up. That that does happen. Um, that does happen. And 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 uh, because the reason why I don't, I, I just made my mind up. No, you know what? I'm not going to run after all these millions of impressions. I really want to just keep putting out the same work um, that I've been doing, and I want it to be. Um, 